Hey, happy Monday, and thanks for coming back to, for another exciting episode of the Airport Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we count up to a minute 137 of the most exciting granddaddy of all disaster films, 1970 Universal Pictures Airport. I am one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I am host number two, Mark Cerulli of www.covertops.tv. And we have a very, very special guest today, uh, Mr. Tom Taylor, the host of in the Indiana Jones Minute, and he's also the head greenskeeper of the new Caddyshack Minute. Caddyshack, I'm sorry, Caddy, Caddy, Caddy Smack. Shack. It sounded like you said it as two words, and that's a big debate we have on the show. Is it two words or one word? Depends on who you are. Anyway, hi. I think it's one word. Uh, Tom, Tom, thanks so much for being on the show. It's great having uh, other minute, minuteers. I don't know what the word is now, but oh, uh, other minute folks. Yeah, but having having the other people who are on other shows, you know, it's fantastic seeing this thing turn into a trend. Yeah. But uh, hear, hearing from other people and listening to their shows, getting getting ideas of how to run things, and uh, hopefully everybody <laughs> tuning in on all the other ones. Yeah, thanks for being a part of this. And you have been given the, possibly the two worst or most <laughs> awkward minutes of uh, of any of our airport minutes. I think that's debatable. I was think you, you you were apologetic when you gave me these minutes, and I thought you know. At least I didn't get that soliloquy from Burt Lancaster in the in the in the in the fireplace room, whatever it's called, where he goes on. We got a lot of mileage about... out of that room, though. Oh sure, oh yeah. I think we were in there for close to a month. I think it was yeah. it was pretty bad. So, uh, yeah. Now now we're in listening to a uh, a fifty three year old man and a twenty six year old woman trying to decide what they're going to do about their future, uh, or you know. <laughs> And uh, we're supposed to be, I get the whole feeling out of this scene that we're supposed to be feeling that Dean Martin is a great guy for hanging in with the girl he's cheating on his wife with, sure. but I'm not, it, it's all very peculiar, but it's very well lit. I think it's a, <laughs> it's one yeah. of a nicely lit airplane. Um, yeah. So, uh, so here we are trapped in 1970, 1970, with, uh, with Gwen and, and Vern and uh, Gwen's just dropped the little number that uh, they're due for a uh, another little Demarest will be uh, a new passenger. It's kind of actually, you know, Tom. This kind of ties in with your movie with Caddyshack. That uh, <laughs> I'm late. Handling it. Late for what? Late for being not pregnant. <laughs> he does handle this a little better than Danny does. Right, right. Danny well, I want to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although you know, I got almost every single line of their exchange in these two minutes. And for this conversation, I find very confusing. <laughs> it's 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 very hard to get a handle on exactly where each of them is coming from in this in this yeah conversation. It, it they both they both have this feeling about doing the right thing, but we're not sure what the right thing is, and it just gets like Dean. I don't know. He seems to be favoring not going above a. Uh, pharmacy, but heading for Sweden. This yeah. is uh, a <laughs> yeah. That makes free perfect. Take wave. advantage of those freaking flyer miles that they. That yeah, they he's have. got the uh, interline pass. He can get her on, get her onto a SAS, and and done and done. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, as maybe you've covered this before, but as a airline pilot in the in you know 1970, 69, whatever, is he is he loaded? Is he can he can they just jet off to Sweden if they need to, or would they have to like work it into their flight schedule and be like, and, you know, we're going to take an afternoon, you know, and we have that layover in Sweden. No, no reason like that. Well, they, they, they do have like, he's only allowed to work a, a certain number of hours, kind of like a truck driver. And, uh, he, he can take several days off or schedule it in between, um, layovers. So okay. 
And at the time, and it still is to, to most of an extent, but not as much as it was in the past, there was a, uh, an organization called Interline, which was uh, kind of a conglomeration between travel agents, airline people, cruise people, and hotel people. And they kind of shared uh, reduced rates for getting cheap airline tickets, getting cheap hotels. So if he wanted to go to Stockholm for uh, you know the weekend, he could he could probably get a good a good rate at a cheap hotel. Okay, so it's all settled then. <laughs> it's, it's sounding better and better. Win <laughs> win. Pass that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess he, he's got to come up with. A, he still has to pick up those gloves for Barbara Hale. So I hope that's still on his to do list. <laughs> so the top of his list. Uh, and. Just in looking at the, uh, <laughs> I know I'm going everywhere with this, but I keep looking at uh, Jacqueline Bissett's wig, and it looks a lot faker in this scene than it was back at her apartment. It just looks kind of like a that is a wig. We know that for sure. Oh, yeah, it's a terrible wig. Wow. I mean, it's if you watch some of the scenes where she's moving her head, it's more than just <laughs> Aquanet holding it down. She has that thing strapped on her Staple. ears and stapled to yeah. her head. Wow, you cannot. You, you if you look at the part. It, it mostly comes if you see any shots from above her that there is no part in that hair. It's just kind of <laughs> it's a helmet. Uh, cross. Yeah, it's, it's cross hatched. So she and I'm sure her, her ears will never get cold. That, that that nylon is just hanging there. <laughs> well, what could her hair possibly have looked like that they had to do a wig that they couldn't just style her hair? And I mean, she's living in 1969 as they're filming this. What could they have not done with their hair that she needed a wig? Well, you know, we the thing about a wig is you can do it without having them there. So oh, that's I'm true. sure. You know, they, they had it all prepared and said, here, you're going to look like this. And uh, they, you know, they dropped it on top. Of course, she could have been doing some other movies where she had, you know, either, either mm. close cropped hair or very long hair. But uh, long hair wouldn't go in this movie. That's true. You know, and she, she normally has very curly hair if you'll, or wavy hair, if you'll recall the deep. That's oh, sure. probably her, her hair at her most natural. But, she, yeah, she seems very, for, <laughs> for someone who is uh, pregnant in 1970. Single seems, and pregnant. Signal and pregnant yeah. in 1970. I mean, I know it was, you know, free love age, but she does seem rather like, well, things will, very happy-go-lucky, things will take care of themselves. Yeah, well, she says, she like, he says that, uh, I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, yeah, everything's, you know, cut and dry, they'll take care of you in, uh, in Sweden, it'll be, you know, all settled. And she says something about, you know, I don't know if it'll be morally settled or whatever. He's like, oh, do you have religious scruples and he kind of looks like he wants to barf a little bit he's like oh wait a minute you didn't say anything about religious scruples when we were like when you're cheating on my wife with me and stuff and uh, i don't uh, this is you're throwing me a curveball here i thought this is like i just said sweden i thought i had it in the bag and now you're talking about morals and stuff oh my god uh and you know and yeah yeah it's second 24 he's got a he's got a uh a real uh, oops look on his face. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to go the way I thought. Uh, yeah, he just, yeah, he, he's, he looks like his, his contacts just flipped inside out. He's just kind of, oh. And then the oh, next boy. line will be, so you're not going to say anything, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a dreadful, dreadful look. He's <laughs> we'll still be friends. <laughs> and I, I keep wondering if he's thinking, well, you know, if. If she disappeared in Rome, would anybody notice? Right. And we're, you know, <laughs> yeah, Sweden. What trip to Sweden? What are you talking about? It's yeah. It's I don't know. What I keep wondering about is this aircraft is going to be taking off shortly, and it's very even quiet. It, yeah, they they don't they seem to have free time, but she's the only stewardess on the plane right now, and he's the only 
part of the crew. I mean, where's Barry Nelson? Where's, I, I think, uh, Jim, Barry if, Collins? if you pull back, you'd see a whole bunch of them listening behind a curtain. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe she's pregnant. Oh, she's, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> she's, I, so is Gracie's party still on? Should we still be stealing all these whiskey bottles? Yeah, it... <laughs> they're all nodding to each other. Yeah, Sweden, that's the best. That's what I did. Yeah, Sweden, yeah. <laughs> Good call. Wow. Uh, I just, yeah, it's... And how many things are going through his head right now? It's like, has the Barbara Hale part of the equation kicked in yet? I don't think so at all. I don't don't see her. Oh, it's all about him. Yeah. Yeah, this is as compartmentalized as it He's completely forgotten about uh, the lack of good snow removal at Lincoln Airport. This is completely knocked it out of his head. It's it's weird because he, I, I don't know. On the one hand, he does come across as like sort of like he's, He's talking about it for one thing, so that's at least supportive on that <laughs> level. But it seems like I can't decide if he's uh, being totally like a, a a good guy. She seems to think he's being a good guy about it, but I can't tell if he's like just trying as gently as possible to steer her towards something she doesn't want to do, or if he's like just sitting there honestly, like weighing the options with her or not. And you know, like, yeah, well, like is is he telling her what she wants to hear and making non you know, non-specific statements that she'll interpret the, uh, what do they call it, the Barnum effect, where you say things and you think people are agreeing with you. But it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one idea. Uh, she, But she doesn't seem to check with him about what should I do. It's more like she's laying out the facts and is waiting for an answer. Yeah. And... There's a moment in the next minute where he clearly seems to not know He's not picking up on what she's thinking. It seems like, but we, we'll, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's in, weighing in that co- job offer from Alaska Airlines. That's what he's doing. <laughs> How can I be far away yeah. and will Barbara Hale miss me? Okay. <laughs> well, I um, think yeah, I think you know this is a very serious uh, subject, and I think you know for 1970 they were, I guess, trying to tiptoe around it, but also you know kind of talk about it yeah i mean I, the only other i mean big abortion movies that i can think of where they were discussed with, <laughs> it's no big abortion movies, besides caddyshack <laughs> that was a decade in the future but back before then was um and now of course my name the brother or the sister of the singer in, of the or actually the lead singer in the poseidon adventure the blonde oh um Carol Lindley? Carol Lindley, uh, Carol Lindley, Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Excuse me. Yes. Whoa. Car- Carol Lindley was in a movie called Blue Jeans, and it's about a girl who uh, finds herself suddenly pregnant, and what's she going to do about it? And there was all kinds of stuff where she was going to meet some, you know, back uh, backdoor butcher and all this kind of stuff. And it goes, it go, it's a very you know adult thing, and it was banned in a lot of uh, theaters through, you know, I, I think it wasn't it wasn't allowed to be shown in Boston, and had all these controversial things. But it was a commercial. I mean, it was a commercial movie. It was actually they were, you know, they were scheduling it in, in theaters and like, don't miss this movie. Any, you know, any uh, parent of a of a teenage daughter should watch this movie. But that was more like they were passing it off as something uh, uh, exploitational, but with an educational background. Yeah. yeah. But this, this is more like something you'd see on. Well, I don't think they've even, they even approached this on soap operas. If I if I recall correctly, Susan Lucci on All My Children was the first uh, character or you know actress that actually discussed abortion on television on a television soap opera. Huh. Oh, I'm also thinking uh, Alfie. 
Alfie got into abortion oh, pretty, yeah. pretty at a big. That's... Oh, with Denim Elliott. Denim Elliott was the super creepy uh, abortionist, kind of backroom abortionist guy. Uh, full, full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Look at that. Um, wow. But yeah, no, I th- it's it's weird because watching it, you know, I was not quite born in 1970, but I'm, you know, I've seen pictures and yeah, stuff. Yeah, neither was I. <laughs> and I can. I can... <laughs> sure. And I can. Uh, we'll see. And this this discussion would have been going on shortly before you were born. See, so they were... exactly. They could have been talking about me. Who knows? Right. Oh, right. I think they made the and right. They decision. made the right choice. Obviously. Right. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird watching it, like not knowing. Yeah, like how the audience would have reacted then, because it's the way it's presented. It's like, oh yeah, totally. You know, he's having an affair with his wife, and he got the girl pregnant, and you know, they're chatting about it to figure out what what's going on. Because it's interesting, because like towards the end of this minute, she's talking about, oh, you know, I've heard the other girls, you know, this happens to them, and they make little jokes about a bun in the oven and stuff like that. And uh, and you know, I thought I was going to be cavalier like that too. So she's sort of making it sound like she is more, she's emotionally more advanced or in tune with herself or something than mm-hmm. everybody else. But at the same time. She's just like everybody else because she's having an affair with a married guy and, you know, she's the young stewardess and, you know, it's, uh, it's yeah, there's some the morals are very soupy. Interesting yeah. dialogue later in the movie between the pilots talking about this very topic, you know, even Barry yeah. Nelson weighs in. Yeah. 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 And, and that was, that was, he was married. I mean, we're talking about, he's going to talk about all of his kids and Dean Martin asking him if he, if he planned on doing something about having too many kids mm-hmm. and you know, you could either take it as he was going to get a vasectomy or it's like, wait, do something about it. Have you ever thought of visiting Sweden in the summertime? <laughs> yeah. uh, do you like yeah, pickled it, herring? <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's just very... And this is a G-rated movie. I would have thought that would have brought about at least an M. <laughs> I totally forgot back, about that. Yeah, that's true. Back, back as, I mean, this is being shown the same time as Pete's Dragon and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it... it yeah, it's just really, really odd that this would be such a topic in in a Jeep. But uh, MPAA was very strange at the time. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, they were they were dropping uh, they were dropping X rated things on stuff that you would think would have had R's. But mm. uh, you know, it, it was a it was a topsy turvy time, and this movie captures that pretty well. Being you know, like 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 you were saying earlier, Tom, about this is. She's wondering about having, you know, what to do about the baby, but she has no problems in uh, sleeping with a guy twice her age with a, <laughs> a wife and possibly kids. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. It's so, Dean Martin. That's yeah. true. you got to factor that in. You can't just yeah, have this conversation about anybody. It's Dean Martin. Right. It's Dean. <laughs> He's a rat packer. It's, I could be a gold digger. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be in a magazine. But... <laughs> if I shake great. his hand, it's like shaking hands with Frank Sinatra. Yeah. One degree of separation. For now, no. until there's no uh, degree of separation. Wow. Well, apart from the uh, acting side, I do, I do like the long shots of this this scene that show the full, you know, the full set of that 707, and just trying to figure out where they hid all the lights because you see the back back there, the back lavatories are lit up, so there's got to be lights somewhere. I guess they're hiding them in the galley. You see that oh, back, yeah. the, the far wall is lit up, mm-hmm. and then there's ceiling. Mm-hmm. There's ceiling lights with the pillows, so I'm assuming that behind the first-class uh, dividers there, there has to be lights up in the ceiling pointed down with some kind of maybe a cutout just out of frame so that they get that ceiling in. But looking at how many, you know, how far back that is, that's 130 feet? That's a, a you know, 130-foot run, and it's all lit perfectly. So, yeah. you know, God bless yeah. Universal for a, a great uh, studio crew. Yeah. Uh, 
But I think uh, that's I think that's about all we can get out of this particular minute. Uh, but it's a good it's a good start to an awkward time. I have um, I have one annoying thing that I could throw out. Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> um, as you know, my co-host on Indiana Jones, uh, Pete, uh, loves his conspiracy theories. Uh, she mentions that one of the euphemisms for um, one of the jokey euphemisms for having a, uh, for being pregnant that the other stewardesses use is, "Oh, we have an extra passenger on board." And this movie deals directly with there being another passenger on board, an extra passenger. And could it be in some time travel twist that Helen Hayes is the is the baby that she's carrying now, and she comes oh. back through a thing, and it's a thing? I would totally watch that movie. Yeah, me too. It's some <laughs> somewhere, if Christopher Lloyd would pop out of the back lab and go, "Marty, you're in the wrong body. <laughs> yeah. You've created an extra passenger." Wait, I'm still I'm still trying to process Helen Hayes. <laughs> yeah. That's a good theory, though. I mean, I suppose it's possible. No, it's enjoyable. Well, I, I've really. If Rod Pete... Taylor is your pilot, yeah, there you go. It's not so far fetched. Could happen. It could, it could work. Yeah. Uh, I, one of the things that I, I liked with uh, Pete's theories was that uh, he promoted the idea that the swimmer. I don't know if you've been following the swimmer. Yeah. It, the, the idea that the swimmer is a sequel to this movie, and that oh, awesome. Burt Lancaster's character moves to Connecticut and you know his life falls apart after uh after uh going out with Gene Seberg and and all those pool things wind up being the end of uh, Mel Bakersfeld's career. <laughs> That's perfectly um, plausible. We seem to have lost Mark on the call. Oh, no. But so but it sounds like a good a good place to uh <laughs> finish up today's episode. But we will be back tomorrow hopefully with uh, all three of us. Uh in the meantime if you uh, nice listeners would like to talk about more about this particular episode or any of the other previous episodes or any future. Well, you can't talk about the future because it's not there. And I have a message from Mark saying I've dropped off the call. No, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, you're back. Thank All you, right. Time Warner Cable of Los Angeles. <laughs> Wait, can I, I have to point out, as you said future, you heard sounds from Back to the Future. Exactly. How do you See, do that? That was incredible. Well, I have Mark send me a text message. That's my <laughs> default text message. But now. he knew when to do it because you've done yeah, it seven times hey, before hey, in the past. Hey, you know. Timing is everything. He's my Foley guy. So. Tell Helen Hayes I said hello. <laughs> Marty, but we've got to come back tomorrow. <laughs> so let, let's, uh, let's, let's fin- finish up Mondays and we'll go, we'll go on with Tuesday. But please, if you're watching this or listening to this in your, in your car and you want to you know, pull off the road and look up more information about this, check out our website, uh, airportminute.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Airport Minute, or you can find us on Facebook. We have the Commanders Club. Just search for Commanders Club or read more news about us from uh, Airport Minute on Facebook. Uh, Also, please subscribe to us on iTunes. We're out there on iTunes. Just search for Airport Minute. If you do like the show, or if you don't like the show, but you really uh, like uh, making up fibs about things, put a lot of stars on a review and and drop that off. We appreciate that very much. Or if you're lonely and you just want to communicate. Yeah, that's true. Happy to have you. And please tune into uh, uh, Tom's shows, both the uh, Indiana Jones Minute, which is right out there at indianajonesminute.com, uh, or his brand new show at caddyshackminute.com. Is that right, That's Tom? That's right. Okay, well, check. You've got a lot of listening to do, so please, between, and you've got 24 hours to catch up, so go out, listen to everything, and come back and meet us here tomorrow, right here on the Airport Minute. In the meantime, good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Nice going, sweetheart. Remind me to send a thank you note to Mr. Bowling. Thank you.